Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. I will be here with an open line until uh, 10.30 this morning, and then it'll be time for Busey Money Talk. And again, uh, this is uh, day two in our new uh, studios down in the News Gazette uh, building, and we're still uh, looking for some of the gremlins and uh, still trying to get things uh, completely in order, but... uh, we pretty much got this thing uh, rolling, but I still have that temporary phone number that I want to give you. That's uh, obviously very important on an open line, because I expect a lot of calls this morning. On this number, 351-5667. Get that written down? 351-5667. When we go back to the uh, regular number, I'll obviously let that. Now, the Castle Heating and the Cooling text line is uh, 3515357. So a lot of things in the news this morning. And as always, uh, even though we're in a new surrounding here, uh, we want dialogue and not monologue. So I want to hear from as many of you as uh, have uh, something that you uh, want to get on the air today. We'll... Uh, Try to do that. Here are some of the headlines that uh, I want to talk about. Maybe you'll have something different to, to talk about. Fake or not, nearly half of the voters say that the media fabricates stories about Donald Trump. But wait till I read this uh, story to you, you'll find out that the people that uh, think that are mainly Republicans and the Democrats don't think that at all. Still a lot of questions unanswered after Ellen DeGeneres interviewed the Las Vegas security guard. I I really don't know how this uh, happened with all the the news uh, outlets that there are and all kinds of people wanting to to talk to this guy. And he turns up on Ellen's show, said this would be the only interview that he would uh, do. And I'll read to you... uh, Portions of a review of that show about uh, what she asked and what she didn't ask. It's a still a very intriguing story, it seems to me. In uh, South Carolina, a three-year-old boy shot a man to death. He had orders from another man who gave the youngster the gun. Here's a gun, three-year-old. See that guy over there? Go shoot him. And he did and killed him. Now who's going to be charged? Well, it'll be the guy that gave him the gun. Tell you more about that. These are just headlines at the moment. And from the terrors of North Korea to college in the United States, a student tells of her amazing journey. Will you hear about this? My goodness. This is at least uh, one person that that thinks this is the greatest country on earth. No doubt about that. And for at least one night, the Cubs' uh, swagger is back. Javi Baez hits two home runs. Wilson Contreras hits one. The Cubs win 3-2 to two over the Dodgers. The series moves back to L.A. today. Dodgers up 3-1 in the four best of uh, seven series. The Cubbies uh, very much uh, uh, the underdog and... Uh, wouldn't it be something if they could uh, win three more games? Uh, not not likely. The winner, of course, of the four best of seven to the World Series. And uh, quickly around the world, the shooting in Maryland, the attack in uh, Niger, the health care, uh, Richard Spencer's story, the insects uh, locally uh, 
Chicago Innovation Center is being proposed. And uh, Representative Rodney Davis wants some time to look at the bipartisan health care plan, he says. A caregiver down in Tolono has been accused of battering an infant. And a look at the letters to the editor in today's News Gazette. Tom Kasich writes that many women here are in the Me Too category regarding sexual harassment. This is something that, of course, is just spreading all over the country. And a walking tour casting volunteers as eminent Illini. A walking tour of the cemetery. You'll see the graves of Huff and Zupke and Gregory and uh, three others who helped shape the University of Illinois. And on this uh, tour, you will have people that uh, sometimes they resemble uh, these folks that have uh, passed on, but uh, sometimes they don't. But anyway, there will be conversations about that person at each of these graves. This sounds like a wonderful uh, thing to do. I'll give you more details on that as we go along. But once again, before we take our first break or our first call, it's uh, 351-5667. Then you can uh, text us at uh, 351-5357. Let's go to the calls for Mike. Mike, you are first up this morning. What's going on, man? Yeah, good morning, Jim. Good morning. Um, I realize and understand this is not exactly on on the, the topics that you've uh, mentioned, but I I certainly have an opinion about the uh, uh, meeting between the. Uh, NFL and the uh, owners and the union. Okay, what do you think about that? Didn't not very much happen, did there? Well, I. I mean, uh, some people, uh, Mike, uh, thought that they would come out of there with uh, some kind of a ruling or something, but they didn't, did they? Roger Goodell could have showed a bit more backbone. I think he he just caved right into him. You know what I'm saying? He just caved right in. Well, Roger Goodell reports to the owners, and the owners are afraid of the players. And uh, that's uh, where they are. They're they're afraid they'll all walk out on them. Okay, Jim. I guess I hadn't quite thought of it that way. <laughs> well, that, that's, well, Mike, your thoughts are as good as mine. What did what, you think after the meeting? Well, I I just felt kind of let down, and yet I had to. Uh, uh, I thought, oh, doggone it! I had that sinking feeling Roger was going to do that. I knew it somehow. I thought it would. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not the commissioner that uh, some of the organizations have. Uh, and he just, he just, uh, it's a difficult job. I, I don't know who would want that job, but, you know, the the owners uh, hire him, mm-hmm. and the owners are uh, in a position now of, uh, well, you know, we got to keep people, we, we got to keep these games going, and uh, we can't have these guys go on strike. We know what that uh, happened. We bring in uh, stri- striker players, and that that doesn't work very well. And, al- and already, this is uh, the NFL uh, audiences are are getting uh, smaller and smaller on the television, and uh, some some even at the uh, parks. So, given to understand that the ticket sales have gone down. Yes. Uh, from what I hear, and uh, I don't know. Okay, we all have rights, and I understand that. But I, I, being blind or no, I respect the national anthem, and and certainly respect our flag. You know, that's that's they're 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 both 
institutions, if you will. And uh, I just don't think that was right. Well, I wish they would uh, do something about it rather than, you know, it being a headline story every day that X number of people uh, kneeled, uh, some oh, stood up, uh, I mean, I, some set set the back on the bench, and it's just uh, getting know, more and more I, mixed up. I, I got to the point where I was just thinking, who who locked arms, who sat down on the bench, who took an yeah. E? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you know what what I do try to do now, and I don't watch much uh, NFL. I'm more of a college uh, watcher, but uh, what I do now is try to time it so that I will be able to uh, see when they kick off. (laughs) I don't want any. I don't want to see any of that other stuff. I appreciate your call. Uh, Thanks very much, uh, Mike. And uh, let's go now to Kent. Good morning, Kent. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, the uh, gentleman who just called and, and mentioned about you know the the player strike and so on and so forth. Uh, I think you can trace that right back. Let me let me give you a little bit of, of an idea here. Uh, I s- used to substitute CUSD four, and the general lack of respect for the for the flag, for the pledge, for anything patriotic. I think it uh, you're dealing with players who basically came out of a social justice sort of a an environment exactly what you have at CUS before, which fosters an awful lot of this. Uh, I would think that most parents and uh, the community would be amazed at what they would see if they were uh, to attend the, uh, or if they were to visit the high schools or the junior highs, uh, not as a parent or not as a politician, but as just a very casual fly on the wall observer. I know what you're going to, I know what you're going to tell me. It's, it's worse the high school games, is it not? Oh, uh, uh, it's it's appalling. Um, as a per, I, it's it's very hurtful. It it, very, it bothered me very much that uh, I just finally quit going there. Um, the uh, administration, the uh, social justice warrior, uh, and, uh, faculty, teachers have fostered this, and it'll carry right on up into uh, the sort of high school mentality that's pervasive in the NFL and professional sports. And that's my that's my rant for today. Yeah, I'm glad you called, Ken. Thanks. You bet. Bye. We'll take our first break right here and come right back. Let's keep the uh, dialogue going. That's what we do on an open line. We have dialogue. People call in or people text, and we talk about things. We don't want any monologue. The monologue, as I've said many times, begins when uh, I'm finished. That won't be that won't be the case today because we have when I'm finished, we'll have. You see Money Talk, but most days at 11 we'll have the news, and then here comes somebody filling in for Rush, and for the most part, that is monologue. They do all the talking. That's not what I have ever wanted to do, and that's what I hope uh, not to do because I want to hear from you. Ed Bond's on hand today, and Ed's uh, pushing the buttons, and uh, we're having a grand time in uh, some wonderful surroundings here and, uh, you know, drop by. Uh, you can just walk in the front door and uh, take a look around. Uh, I suppose one of these days we'll have an open house or tours or something of, the, of that nature. But uh, we do need to take our first break, and then uh, after that uh, we will come back and uh, take more of your calls. So, Ed, uh, let's uh, do that. And I know we have some uh, callers waiting. we we'll get right to them after the break. During October at A Quilting Bee in Mahomet, we're celebrating our 11th anniversary. I'm Andrea Kuzminoff, the owner of A Quilting Bee, and during October, you can save 20% on books, patterns, and kits. At A Quilting Bee, we provide everything you need to quilt from start to finish. We have thousands of bolts of fabric, tons of patterns, and pre-cut kits. Each Saturday in October, we're having an open house celebration with refreshments. So stop in and see us at A Quilting Bee. We're open 10 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday at 406 East Main in Mahomet. Let's define transition. It's a process of changing from one phase to another. Hi, I'm Kirk with Transitions Hospice. The reality of a terminal illness can be overwhelming for both the patient and their family. We at Transitions will help you through the process of acceptance, but realizing acceptance does not mean giving up, and neither does hospice. Transitions wants you to be in charge of your life, free to live it under your terms, and will guide you along the path that you choose. It's about living. TransitionsHospice.com. 
Ario Speedwagon, coming back to the Virginia Theater February 8th. Tickets go on sale this Friday morning at 10. Want to win a pair of tickets before you can buy them? Just text REO on our Castle Heating and Cooling text line at 217-351-5357 for your chance to win. Winner will be announced 9 a.m. this Friday. See REO Speedwagon for free with our win them before you can buy them pair of tickets on News Talk 1400. Text REO to 217-351-5357 for your chance to win. Invested in our community since 1908. Hi, this is Ata Durakan with First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana. Our team is your community partner. When we accept your deposits, we invest that money right back into this area, into homes, college tuition, and small businesses. Plus, because we're headquartered here in Champaign, we make our decisions locally, and local loan decisions help get you in your home faster. Our employees and directors are people you know, people who are dedicated to making Champaign County a better place to live. So we invite you to visit First Federal. Visit 356bank.com. Get what you want out of Life member FDIC equal housing lender. This is Penny for your thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. This is an open line at the th- I almost said the other uh, number, didn't I? Three five one five six six seven. I want to keep pounding that there because we've had the other number for such a long time and we'll continue with that once we get the the phone lines uh, straightened out. But uh, this is a temporary number, 351-5667. I want to make sure that if you want to call in, you know the, the right number to call. And you can uh, text us at uh, 351-5357. Here's a story about uh, fake or not and... Uh, uh, as far as the news is uh, concerned, and and who uh, thinks it is uh, uh, fake news and thinks the media's credibility is sunk to a new depth. This has been showing up in uh, polls for years, but has been uh, exacerbated in the Trump era. Now, a morning consult political survey out yesterday says that nearly half of the voters, 46% of them, believe that major news organizations fabricate stories about Trump. Another 37% do not. In short, the president's constant fake news attacks are working. But think about the impact of that finding. These people aren't saying that news organizations are running unfair stories about Trump or inaccurate stories about Trump. They're saying the news outlets make stuff up about Trump. There is, not surprisingly, a gargantuan partisan divide on the question. The morning consult poll, this is an online survey, which is less than ideal, says this writer. Anyway, it says that 20% of Democrats believe there are fabricated stories about Trump and 65% disagree. That's on the Democratic side, and on the Republican side, as you would imagine, it's exactly the opposite. 76% of Republicans say there are fabricated stories, while just 11% disagree. Among independents, (laughs) 44%, just about half, say stories are fabricated. Let's go to a Diane. Good morning, Diane. Yes, hello. Hello. Uh, it's a beautiful day. It sure and, is. Uh, remind you that uh, the Cubs play at home tonight at 7.05. No, they don't. They play in Los Angeles. Beg your pardon? You're talking about the Chicago Cubs? I'm, we're not going, but the yeah, Chicago Cubs play tonight in Chicago at 7.05. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, I'm traveling uh, today. I get you, yes. Uh, Did I say it the other way around? Beg your pardon? Did I say it the other way around? Did I say they were traveling today? They were traveling back. Hmm. Uh, They played three at Chicago, and then they go two more down at uh, the Dodger Field. You are right. I'm. Uh, if I said it the other way around, I apologize. Yes, these uh, World World Series games are are. the Dodger place because they want to watch it tonight. Uh, it goes uh, two three two. That's right. Okay, you have a nice day and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful day. Get out there and play some golf. 
Uh, well, uh, how about a bicycle ride? Can I do that instead? Yeah, you can do that, too. <laughs> okay, thank you. And uh, we have another call from Mary. Hello, Mary. Hello. I wanted to request extra prayers today for the mother of that baby who was so hurt by the sitter. And he's fighting for his life. Her name, the mother's name is Jessica, and she's a wonderful, sweet person. You're talking about the, this is the uh, the local story about the, the caregiver yeah. accused of uh, battering the uh, the infant? infant? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, uh, Mary Shank has this, we've had it on the air too, but Mary Shank has a story this morning that says, a Tolono caregiver is in the Champaign County Jail accused of shaking an infant in her care so hard that he sustained brain damage. Mm-hmm. State's Attorney Julia Reitz filed a single count of aggravated battery of a child. Now, that's a, that's a Class X felony. That's bad enough. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She filed that on a Tuesday against Michelle Reed, uh, 41. Uh, do you know that person at all? No, I do not, but I know the mother, and I know she's a wonderful person. Well, I bet uh, this would be uh, be awful because people, you know, they need uh, caregivers, they need babysitters, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe they're working and all those kinds of things, and to have something like this happen is, is terrible. It yeah. sure is. I appreciate your uh, your concern, and I uh, I share your prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Donors at uh, Carl Foundation Hospital in Urbana determined the boy had sustained a brain bleed caused by what Reitz said was described as multiple back-and-forth movements to the child's head consistent with having been shaken or thrown. The child remains hospitalized in serious condition. Tolono Police Chief... uh, uh, a police officer, I should say, uh, Dan Morgan, who's a retired Urbana police officer and longtime detective, interviewed Reed, who told him she watches several children in her home. She became frustrated that the child was crying and she shook the child and threw the child down and left the room. When she returned, the child was unresponsive. Morgan said, Reed has been providing daycare in her home for several years. She's being held in lieu of a $150,000 bond set Tuesday by Judge Jeff Ford after he heard a synopsis of the allegations. She was ordered to have no contact with the baby or his parents and to be back in court on December the 12th. If convicted of the charge, Reed faces a mandatory prison term of between six and 30 years. It is a 9.30, a time for the news headlines. And uh, Brian Barnard, that's a that's a terrible story. I don't know if you had that in mm. your stack of uh, news for this uh, newscast or not. But uh, that's, uh, you know what it reminded me of a little bit? We've been talking about all these concussions that linemen get, and that's exactly what... Uh, the mm-hmm. kinds of things that happen to them when they keep banging. And then uh, I read this, uh, how, how doctors explain this, and the, and the brain just uh, moves, shifts, mm-hmm. shifts back and forth. And yeah. evidently that's what happened when, you, when she shook this little baby. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> an awful story. We just had that uh, on this morning, and you've been talking about it. And, uh, yeah, and I, 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 when you think about the brain and how, I mean, it's protected, but how fragile it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and whenever I see a, and I watched a lot of boxing matches, we all did all those years, but I just kept thinking, man, when those guys are, I mean, they're hitting each other so hard, that can't be good. But, well, a lot of them have uh, wound up with uh, lifelong uh, mm-hmm. problems, and uh, Muhammad Ali uh, was was one that, uh, that, that affected him. Yeah, and he struggled with that for a long time. Yeah, he really did. So. Well, uh what else is in the news? And then uh, when uh, we come back after uh, Brian, we'll have more of our open line here on Penny. All right. Welcome back to uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. The phone number here is uh, 
3515667. That's a temporary number, but you need to know that. 3515667. You need to know that to get on the air until we get our old uh, number back, get the phones uh, back at 100%. And the Castle Heating and the Cooling text line is 3515357. We go to Earl. Good morning, Earl. Jim. Yes, sir. I have a question for the NASCAR fans of Jim Turpin Nation. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the question? Okay, about two or three years ago, Michelle Obama was the Grand Marshal of the uh, final race of the season. It was the last year that Tony Stewart won the Cup. My question is to the NASCAR fans, who told Michelle she had to do it, and what stick and or carrot did they use to make her go down and be the Grand Marshal of a NASCAR race? <laughs> well, that's a that's a good question. I don't know uh, how those things are uh, set up or who asked her or whatever. But uh, I've I've always wondered that. I, I was watching that race on TV, and uh, uh, first of all, the NASCAR reporter that was talking to her, uh, he had his hand in his pocket. Now, I'm no expert, but isn't that kind of like bad stagecraft for a reporter be doing that, especially in front of somebody like Michelle Obama? <laughs> uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a, a NASCAR person. I've seen uh, very few races. But uh, if somebody from NASCAR knows any more uh, details about that, I'd be glad to, uh, to put it on the air, Earl. That'd be awesome. I'd appreciate it, Jim. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. your call. We're at uh, 3515667. And uh, I want to remind you that tonight uh, there's a big announcement uh, being made up in Chicago. Number uh, five recruit. How many times have we talked about a, a, a high school player ranked number five, rated number five? Well, there's one who is there who says he is making his announcement uh, tonight. It's between uh, Illinois and uh, Wake Forest. And uh, just to keep your radio tuned uh, here at uh, around 7 o'clock, I think Jim Rosso and Tim Dittman will be just kind of uh, talking about it at the beginning. As soon as they get the uh, the word, they will let you know. And uh, we've got some uh, other uh, people, I think, uh, from the uh, sports department of the Gazette will be up there and they'll do interviews, uh, et cetera. But uh, it'll be happening here at uh, 7. And we go back to the phones for Rick. Hello, Rick. Hi, uh, Jim. Uh, nice uh, morning to be out walking, and you'll enjoy your bike ride later. Yeah, I bet. Uh, it looks like a, I haven't been outside since about uh, 6 o'clock this morning, but it looks good. It's very, very nice. I was only in your building maybe four or five times a year, the old building, but I will uh, uh, miss it. I always thought when I walked in the front lobby, this has just such a classic radio station look and uh, feel about it. Um, I didn't know if you ever had time and could sit down and make a list of some of the famous and uh, infamous people you have interviewed on Penny for Your Thoughts through the years that have come through the door of the old building. I think it'd be really neat. I do remember, I was not there, but I remember the story years ago when Mrs. Reagan came to talk with uh, Mrs. Kinnico in the office she had there in the station. Uh, you know, and that was was certainly a famous person. Yeah, that was uh, way be- that was way before my time. But uh... yeah, well, it's it's just so so many people have uh, walked in that that lobby. It'd be neat to see even a, a partial list. You know, you know uh, I've been uh, thinking about that a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and uh, too late, of course. But now we take pictures of uh, people that uh, come to the uh, studio to be interviewed or to talk with us oh, on the air. And uh, those uh, pictures appear in Saturday's News Gazette. Oh, that's uh, nice. You know, uh, have you ever seen those? We've got a long list of not, people that not only appear on this show, but on other shows as well. Well, that's nice. And all we had to do when I uh, started was to just quickly take a picture of the guest for that day and do it every day mm-hmm. for uh, about uh, 
37 years. I would have quite a stack of pictures, and of course, uh, some of them would be duplicates. And uh, but that'd be fun to have those uh, pictures and uh, be a reminder. Otherwise, I have no idea. I have yeah, no idea well, how to uh, how to uh, keep uh, keep track of something like that. It's too late. Right. Well, many famous people walk in that door. Uh, now three forty-two years, and I remember we had many famous people walk through uh, our door. I remember one day I was at my desk and I looked up, and uh, Gregory Peck was walking through the office, and. Uh, I, I think he was back for a little theater on the square show, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he but. was on. Uh, Gregory Peck was on with uh, Larry Stewart on uh, on Penny for Your Thoughts, okay. and uh, took place uh, that day. One of the most uh, famous of the uh, Penny for Your Thoughts uh, stories. Did you, did you ever hear that one about the uh, the, the lost collie and uh, Gregory Peck? You know, I do. Um, <laughs> just quickly, uh, l- let me yes. tell the people that might not have heard of Gregory. As uh, you just mentioned, uh, Gregory Peck was in the studio down on uh, South Neal Street. He and Larry Stewart, and Larry gave him a real big uh, build-up as a great movie star, great actor, etc. We don't often get people like that in our studios, and we're going to have a good conversation. You're welcome to uh, to call in uh, after we take this break. So he took a break. When he came back from the break, he saw the phones were ringing. He picked up the first one and said, go ahead, you're on the air. And this lady said, uh, Larry, I lost my collie dog last night. And uh, they said, oh, uh, Larry Stewart didn't say anything. He was dumbfounded. He couldn't couldn't believe she would say something like that. But uh, Gregory Peck, uh, just uh, being the star that he was, and he was very calm about it, and he says, well, lady, what color was your dog? And uh, they had a little conversation about this uh, lady's uh, dog, and that was uh, the uh, first uh, of the interview. But it, anyway, I've told that story at the banquets and other places and for a real long time, but I'm glad you brought it up this morning, Rick. Appreciate your call. Thank you. We need to move on. We have several callers. Let's go to Alan. Good morning, Alan. Hello, Jim. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I hear you very well. Do you hear me? Well, yeah, you sound real loud today. Okay, good. Well, I was calling up. Uh, I heard, hadn't heard you talk about any of the topics about the uh, basketball recruit, and I began to get a little worried that maybe he knew something that uh, the rest of it didn't. Nobody was bringing it up. But uh, I didn't realize he was a number five in the nation. I heard he was top 30, but I didn't know he was number five. Another, well, I no, I don't mean he's a number. Uh, he's not, he has five stars. Five stars. Oh, five stars. Okay. Yeah. Well, we haven't had one of those in a while either. We really haven't. We haven't even even been in the race for a five-star, have we, very very often? No. And uh, I hope he can bring some big guys. We thought Mark Smith was going to do it. Well, that hasn't happened yet. Maybe Iowa can do that. Uh, That leaves him with one scholarship, right, if I recall? That would be the first. He'd be the first one for 2018, yes. I think they only had two for this year, right? Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, I think that is right. They they got plenty of players though for for right now. They just, well, they do, but we need a big guy. Well, I don't I, think they can get one. you know they've been working night and day trying to get big guys, and they I uh, understand that they get right down to the uh, right down to the decision time, and the, they uh, they pick somebody else. I can't understand why they don't want to come down line. I mean, it's almost if there's any good to play almost immediately, and uh, and a lot too. They don't even know you're here, Alan. See, they, if you, if we could get the word out that you're around, that you're a great fan, uh, they'd be here in a minute. I'm sure they would. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate yep. it. And uh, good luck tonight at 7 o'clock. Not only to uh, to uh, Illinois, but uh, also to the uh, Cubbies. Let's go to Tony. Hello, Tony. Hi. What's going on, Tony? Uh, Michelle Obama was at NASCAR for a military event with Joe Biden's wife for kind of the holiday giving for military families. Oh, that's the reason she she was there, huh? And to the last caller about the big guys, the big guys are very rare. They're hard to find. Um, So that's probably why they're not going to Illinois. They really are hard. To, you're right. First of all, there's not very many that uh, that you would uh, want, and the ones that you do want are just uh, 
you know, they're, they're all the uh, the big guys. Uh, they, the can go, top, yeah, they can go wherever they want. Yeah, they can. And the top twenty-five teams, uh, you know, they they oftentimes they get the, these guys, and uh, we're we're just can't imagine anybody trying any harder than uh, than Coach Underwood and his his uh, guys have tried. But uh, maybe tonight uh, make people feel better about a lot of things. What's uh, going on tonight? I guess I'm lost. Is there a game? No, tonight is the uh, the big announcement of uh, of the uh, five star recruit from Chicago that's picking between the West for uh, West uh, <laughs> Wake West Forest. I can't even say it. Wake Forest and uh, Illinois. So uh, oh, wow. a lot, lot of people are thinking that uh, maybe we we land this guy, and that would be. Uh, be the biggest name that we have landed in a real long time, and uh, you don't you don't label players five stars unless they're pretty darn good. No, I wonder if Wake Forest is going to have Tim Duncan calling today. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, Danny Manning's a coach there. He's got plenty of plenty of stories to tell him, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but yeah, I love Wake Forest when Tim Duncan was there, though that was a good team. But they haven't been good for a while. So hopefully we'll have a good chance. I hope so. Appreciate your call. We need to take a quick break here. We're coming uh, right back and uh, take your calls at the 351-5667. And a reminder that the Castle Heating and uh, Cooling uh, text line is, uh, what is it, Mr. Bond? 3515357 I should uh, remember that by uh, by now I've only said that uh, a few hundred times but uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357 coming back after this uh, break This is Penny for your thoughts I'm Jim Turpin phone lines open And a text uh, says Jim the hotel He's talking about the hotel uh, where the uh, shooting uh, took place the Mandalay Bay the hotel is an M hotel, and Ellen DeGeneres' show is an MGM show. I was wondering how uh, she got this uh, interview, and uh, that's as good an explanation as any. If Jesus is an illegal alien, MGM is in violation of employment laws, but they can protect both Jesus and themselves by having Ellen conduct the only interview that he will give by controlling the questions that she will ask. Well, the uh, story that I was uh, talking about this morning, uh, the headline is, Ellen DeGeneres fails to get key questions answered in the Las Vegas Guard interview. Jesus Campos described being shot by the gunman. Stephen Paddock, as uh, Campos walked down the 32nd floor hallway after calling for a maintenance worker on the night of October the 1st. But he didn't say what time that was, and DeGeneres didn't ask him what time it was. There was a big uh, flap about, you know, the timetable on this. They're still talking about it. At first, Campbell said, at first I took cover. I felt a burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg up, and I saw the blood. That's when I called in on my radio that shots had been fired. Paddock rained bullets on spectators at a country music festival, and we all know about killing 58 people and injuring more than 500 others. Campos drew intense attention when police hailed him as a hero just after the shooting, saying he unwittingly stopped the massacre by arriving in the hallway. The timeline of the massacre changed again last Friday when the Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo said Campos had been dispatched to the 32nd floor at 9.59 p.m. and was wounded in the hallway less than a minute before the massacre started at 10.05. Now, Campos was uh, scheduled to appear on Fox News' Hannity this past Thursday, but canceled at the last minute. During the interview with DeGeneres, the host revealed that hers would be Campos' only interview 
about the shooting. He said, uh, I don't know. I didn't know it was shooting. I thought it was like a jackhammer, quoting one of the people uh, that was a survivor. And you know, as uh, we're not working up here late at night, this is somebody who worked in the hotel, we wouldn't be doing that. And on and on it goes. Police said more than 200 shots were filed in the hallway. And indeed, the uh, Cubbies are uh, playing at uh, Wrigley Field tonight, and they're down uh, three games to uh, to one. Weren't they down three games to one last year and came back and, uh, and won? Yeah. But tonight, uh, Clayton Kershaw is the Dodger pitcher, and uh, Dodgers uh, have a good chance of wrapping it up behind him. However, he's a guy that uh, lately has been giving up a lot of home runs, and the <laughs> The Cubs, although they've their hitting has been uh, pathetic for most of this uh, series, hit uh, three home runs last night, and and uh, Baez, who had not had a hit in the series, after twenty some uh, times at the plate, hit two home runs last night. So it's a very very strange game. We need to take a break before the uh, news coming up at uh, ten o'clock. Let's uh, do that. Coming right back. Well, that is uh, quite a story in uh, South Carolina. A three-year-old boy shot a man to death after he was given a gun in order to chase the victim around the yard of a home, according to the police in South Carolina. Albert Davis, uh, 31 years old, was charged with murder in the death of Timothy Johnson, who was 24, after officials say Davis gave the murder weapon to the toddler, according to uh, Aiken County Sheriff's uh, Sergeant Stephen Shun said, Davis was also charged with possession of a stolen handgun and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Uh, Shun told the Associated Press that deputies were still investigating why Davis gave the gun to the child and whether Davis was angry at Johnson. It was not immediately clear what the relationship was between Davis and the toddler. The Aiken Standard newspaper there reported that the ATF Range Task Force and the South Carolina Department of Social Services were also assisting in the investigation. Neither Court nor jail records indicated whether Davis has an attorney. Our time is up this uh, first hour. We'll come back with more open line during hour number two up until 1030. Then it'll be Busey Money Talk here on WDWS in Champaign-Urbana. And uh, welcome back to hour number two of uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. We have about a half hour uh, now, not another hour, because at uh, 10.30 it'll be time for VC Money Talk. So if you want to be on the uh, program, 351-5667 is uh, our temporary uh, phone number. 351-5667. And the text line is 351-5357. So uh, jump right in if you have something you would like to talk about. We're reading this uh, story this morning about this uh, young woman from uh, escaped uh, from uh, North Korea. Just uh, read a couple of paragraphs uh, from it. When Grace Joe walks along the leafy paths of Montgomery College in Rockville, Maryland, she is indistinguishable from any other American college student. But the 26-year-old's astounding journey took her from the gulags of North Korea's brutal dictatorship and the very edge of starving to death to a new unimaginable life in the United States. America is the greatest country in the world, she told Fox News in advance of a New York City forum being held at the George W. Bush Institute called The Spirit of Liberty at Home in the World. The event today focuses on freedom, free markets, 
and security and will feature, along with former President George Bush, panels attended by former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Madeleine Albright, and the current U.S. Ambassador to the United States, Nikki Haley. In Grace, they will encounter a young woman of strong resolve who is bluntly clear about what she hopes will be the fate of Kim Jong-un's regime. The North Korean regime should not exist in this world anymore any longer, she said. The U.S. government military force or any independent force should stop the North Korean regime because the regime is killing innocent people in the country. Child, babies, and moms are dying without any hope. She says from firsthand experience that tough talk is the only thing that Kim Jong-un understands. I believe the North Korean regime will not listen if we speak nicely, so I think it's time to take action to the North Korean government because if we don't take any action and only speak words and try to give something to them, like give a piece of candy to a crying kid, it can solve for the moment, but it will not solve for the long run. She went on to say that she didn't want to drop a bomb. Grace hopes to eventually attend law school. She said her American dream is coming true, in contrast to the never-ending nightmare that she endured in North Korea. She and her family escaped three times to China, only to be caught and sent back. Her two younger brothers died of starvation. Her father died from being tortured while in police custody, custody for sneaking a bag of rice back from China. She says starvation was rampant while she was growing up and that the family was occasionally given a bag of potatoes by the government. She recalled her family living for 10 days without food, surviving only on water. That's when her mother found six baby mice in a field and her grandmother made soup out of them in order to feed the family. We almost gave up our life, but it's kind of a miracle, a miracle that happened to my family to survive. Let's go to the uh, phones now for Mary. Hello, Mary. Good morning. What's going on, Mary? Oh, not much, but I'm curious. What? Uh, and you probably have already covered this, but I didn't hear. What's going to happen to that land and that building and stuff where you guys moved out of? Well, we're keeping it. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of equipment there. The transmitters are there, and of course, the tower is uh, yeah, on that I property, that and uh, and yeah. all the dishes are out there, uh, the satellite dishes. Uh, so uh, that's ours. There's no immediate plans to. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't do anything with it in, unless we uh, we moved all that uh, heavy equipment to someplace else. Oh, right, in that tower. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was just curious. That's going to be there for a while, so... Uh, okay. Maybe we'll turn it into a bed and breakfast or something. What do you think, Ed? We'll uh, get a, get a couple, <laughs> couple, of, couple of cots and put them there on the... <laughs> the uh, penny, the old penny studio there would make a nice little uh, place. You could put a couch in there and... Uh, <laughs> Nope, okay. uh, that, that's, uh, that's all I know about it. Maybe okay. others uh, know more, but uh, that's... That's the situation. There's a plenty of equipment stuff in there that prevent anything from happening right away. Right, right. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm, thank you. Bye. We're at uh, 3515357 is uh, our text line. Not getting uh, many uh, texts here uh, lately, but the uh, temporary phone number, getting a lot of phone calls, good, 3515667. And uh, how do you get your house painted and make it look great for the upcoming holiday season? You call Chad Ebert at 384-7590. Chad's the owner of Precision Painting. He wants to thank his customers for a great outdoor painting season. Now the holidays are upon us and... Wouldn't the inside of your house look really good with a new coat of paint? Precision Painting is now taking bookings for the winter with discounted rates for a limited time. Precision Painting specializes in interior painting. They're experts in repairing 
drywall, getting rid of the ugly uh, wallpaper, precision painting experts and making the walls look brand new again. It'll also move all the furniture for you and move it back again when done. Chad wants you to know that his employees are full-time, long-term, trustworthy. When he gets a job, he just doesn't go out on the street and say, oh, i got to find me a couple of painters. i got the house to paint. And uh, he's got employees that have been there for a long time ready to go. Chad will also help you with colors if you'd like. He can send you a full-size uh, sample sheet of any color that you would like to look at. Just as many of them as you would like to see. And you can't do that from those little chips that they try to uh, have you pick uh, from. He'll send you the full-size sample sheets. They paint the cabinets, too. They can take the old or ugly builder-grade cabinets, spray them out in a cabinet finish, completely transforming your kitchen. Precision Painting also paints the cabinets in a non-disruptive way. They will take the doors and the drawer fronts to their shop and spray them with cabinet lacquer. They can brush paint the frames while in place. Nothing has to be taken out of the cabinets. What a uh, relief that would be, huh? If you want the best, call them Precision Painting. Here's uh, the phone number and uh, here is their website. First, the phone number. 384-7590, or you can go to the website, which is www.yprecision.com, W-H-Y-P-R-E-C-I-S-I-O-N.com, Precision Painting. We go to uh, John. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, Jim. How you doing? I'm great. How about you, John? I can't complain. Hey, uh, you know, uh, it's good to hear stories like that because a lot of people don't believe in that happening in a foreign country, starvation. But uh, you look at Kim young Yul, I tell you what, uh, he looks like he's eating pretty good. He even went French fry from having a Happy Meal right now. <laughs> he's, hey, yeah, he's a, little, he's a little, little chunky and a little crazy. I know. <laughs> hey, you guys have a good day. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, John. Back to the phones for Ed. Good morning, Ed. Hello, Good Ed. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? It's Ted. Yes, sir. Um, here, let me pull over. I'm in a noisy truck. Good quick story. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, 1.30, I'm eating lunch on North Prospect. Two young kids come in. That's something the girl behind the counter looked like they knew each other. Blah, blah, blah. Within five seconds, ten seconds, it starts escalating. And yelling and screaming. I'm thinking, nobody behind the counter is even saying nothing to these kids. It must mean I'm old and they're just conversing. Next I know the girl runs behind the counter, comes out with a knife, chases them out. I go, my God. It's just like, it freaked me out. It was really weird. Where, again, where was this? The managers, none of the employees even looked or nothing at them. And I go, well, boy, I'm old. And I am. Kind of old. Well, where did this happen? North Prospect, I hate to say this. No, tell, tell, tell me. I mean, you're, you know, if you don't tell me, then... Uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, John's huh? Prospect and Bradley, yeah. Mm. It, was, it was, you know, they're all good-looking kids, well-dressed, girls good-looking, you know, they weren't ruffian-looking people, and I thought... Uh-huh, so they were... Uh, be in the middle of something I don't want to be in. So they were uh, saying some things that caused her to go get a knife? Mm-hmm. I guess they were friends, ex-girlfriend and boyfriend or something. Oh. I called the mansion. I don't know what the heck was that about? And it got reported to the proper, uh, to uh, Jimmy John's people, so I'm sure he took care of it. He don't put up. I wouldn't think so, no. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate your call, sir. Nice to have you with us on the program this morning. 351-5667 is our temporary phone number. Uh, tomorrow on the uh, program, we'll have an open line, the first hour. Then we're going to visit with uh, Jim Nolan. Jim is a, I call him a political expert. He knows about as much about what's going on in the state of Illinois from a politics and government uh, uh, standpoint as anyone. And uh, he's on the road. I talked to him this morning. He's out west someplace, but he said uh, he would uh, pull over and talk to us for a while. That'll be tomorrow. Otherwise, we'll have... Uh, an open line. 
I don't know what's uh, going on in uh, Springfield, but uh, not much, I don't think. Yeah, but out in Congress or here in the local uh, political scene, Rodney Davis was noncommittal uh, yesterday when asked if he would support a bipartisan health care plan proposed uh, Tuesday by two senators. The Republican congressman from Taylorville indicated that he would continue to support Bruce Rauner, even though the Republican governor signed legislation earlier this month that expands taxpayer-funded abortion in Illinois. Davis and other GOP congressmen had issued a statement saying Rauner's action disappointed them. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm pro-life. I'm very disappointed. I think people who may disagree with me politically would not be in favor of taxpayer money going toward abortions. Uh, Davis said that after touring in Urbana Head Start, the facility that opened in February. I'm reading now from Tom Kasich's column in today's News Gazette. But when asked if he would support a Republican a challenger to Rauner in next year's primary election, Davis said, I've worked with the governor on a wide variety of issues over the past three years that he's been in office, and this is a governor that I know is going to continue to work with us on a wide variety of issues, and we'll let politics play out. Davis, whose 13th congressional district includes Champaign-Urbana, said he would review the Senate-led health care plan, and the Republican Senator Lamar Alexander of Tennessee and a Democratic Senator Patty Murray of Washington said their proposal would resume federal reimbursement payments to health insurers and stabilize the health care market. I want to make sure that we fix the system. I want to see what that stabilization is. And uh, Davis said that later, I haven't seen the compromise, so let me uh, let me uh, see it first. And but the bottom line is that we've got to help the tens of millions of Americans that need help under the current health care system. And uh, he says that's my goal. We need to uh, to uh, help as many people as we can. That's that's his uh, goal. So we've got uh, a few more minutes. We could uh, take another uh, call or two as we go along this morning. A reminder that uh, coming up here at the 1030 will be Busey Money Talk. Well, a new, this shouldn't be a, any surprise to anyone, I don't think, but a new survey found that the Millennials and the members of the younger Generation Z communicate with each other more digitally and most of that via text than they do in person. Now, that's sad. (laughs) Isn't that sad? But it's true. Business Solutions, uh, Live Person is the name of an organization that polled more than 4,000 people between ages 18 and uh, 34 in six Western nations, including the United States, and found that 65% globally said they talk to each other more frequently via the text or cell phone, even if it was uh, higher at 74% in the U.S. Additionally, most of that digital communication is done via text. Let's go to uh, Joe. Joe, uh, we just have a couple of minutes, but go ahead, sir. Uh, Real quick. Uh, Jim, do you follow the uh, HBO hit uh, Game of Thrones at all? Yes, I do. <clears throat> well, when they bend the knee in Game of Thrones, that's swearing undying allegiance to the king or queen. I wonder if perhaps these NFL players would uh, be told that uh, by bending the knee, they're swearing allegiance uh, if they'd still continue to do that. <laughs> well... It's hard to know what uh, what they would uh, think or what they would do. I I uh, cannot get my mind wrapped around uh, the reasons uh, for for all this uh, kneeling and holding hands and 
clasping arms and sitting down and and all that. I know what the Colin Kaepernick has said. He said it was because of a, he would not uh, stand for a flag that represented a country where there was such uh, brutality, uh, uh, police brutality, uh, etc. But uh, it's hard to know. Listen, uh, I'd like to talk to you more, Joe. Call earlier tomorrow and we'll have a chat. It's always fun to have you on the air, but we're out of time this morning. So we'll uh, take our final break here with a reminder that uh, coming up at uh, 1030, it'll be Busey Money Talk. 